Welcome to the Abundant Attraction Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Wilkinson, a mindset and manifestation coach. Here we talk about the law of attraction and cultivating an abundance mentality. We explore how to overcome your limiting beliefs and blocks so you can create online wealth and success through your purpose work. Are you ready to attract an abundant freedom lifestyle? Let's dive in. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Abundant Attraction Podcast. So in today's episode, we actually have our very first guest, which I'm super excited for. And this is the amazing Kimberly Wenya. Hi, Katie. Oh my gosh, your energy is amazing. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Yes, I'm so excited that you are on my podcast. If you didn't know, Kimberly was actually one of the very first people in which I learned manifestation from. So this is such like a full circle moment. It is so awesome. Oh my gosh, it really is. I love that I can be here and I love that I've been able to be a part of your journey, babe. Yes. So first of all, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So for people who don't know, my name is Kimberly Wenya and that's my first and my second name. And I'm a manifestation and mindset mentor and I coach and mentor women who desire to create a specific reality that they've been dreaming of for years. And maybe it's that you feel that you're stuck with what you're given or you're stuck in a certain reality and you wish to change that. And we all know that we've heard about manifestation. We've heard about abundance principles. So it, for me, it's really about grounding it in science and grounding it in the practical and strategy um, that really helps you to just not even feel like it's all fake and like it's this energetic woo-woo concept. So yeah, it's pretty much what I do. Yeah, I love the way you teach manifestation. It's none of that like positive thinking only (laughs) stuff, which so many people teach, I feel like. Yes, exactly. Like that's, I think, a a key difference about KW is that I want to share the empirical truth, like what is going to last the times that's classical information that you know is going to still relate to you 10 years from now, 20 years from now, because it, it really goes and aligns with the dualistic nature of the universe. Yes, I love that. And did you know our initials are both KW? Oh my God, that is so true. <laughs> I think that's so the simplicity. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> so next, I would love to know what got you into manifestation coaching specifically? Yeah. So ultimately I, well, I I was set up to become an osteo. So I was studying science. I've got two bachelor degrees of science and basically I felt like I loved learning. I was always loving learning about anatomy and about the human body and the neuroscience aspect of things. But when it got to the clinic aspect of osteo, I didn't feel inspired. I wasn't like, oh yes, I love this. And this is going to be what I do forever. So I started to look a bit more into my own personal development and I started to read some books. Um, You know, some of the books that I read were like Carrie grains she means business because I was thinking hey maybe I can start a business and do something that I love and get money in return for that so 
that's when I started to realize that I loved talking about manifestation. I was always telling my friends about universal laws and if they change their mind, they can change their reality. And I was seeing all these different shifts in my own life and my friends were coming back to me and saying like, oh my gosh, I just saw angel numbers or I got my sign from the universe or I manifested money out of the blue. And so I realized that I could share more about this. So I began a blog, began a podcast and it just really grew intentionally from there into a business that I now run. So that's kind of how I got into it because I was shifting my own life and seeing that I was manifesting more money. I was manifesting more opportunities. I manifested my dream apartment as a student to move out and then traveling around the world in 2019. And so it's just really a being about practicing it, seeing how it's changed my life and realizing that so many other women may not know about this and it could change their life. I absolutely love that. And your story is so similar to mine because I was starting to be a kinesiologist at uni. Really? Yeah. And when we went to the clinic part, I'm like, I just like don't want to be locked in a clinic all day. Like there's so much more. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. I vibe so much with that. All right. So where would you say to begin with manifestation for all those people who are brand new? There's just so much information, so many methods. What would you say would be like point? A, like to very beginning. Yeah, point A is I, if everybody could take this on, this would probably change the game of how manifestation would change their lives. But be very careful with your resources. Like be care, be very careful with what you listen to because there is so much out there. And my number one tip for you would be if what you're listening to is really lopsided in positive mindset stuff and it's all about keep your vibe high and, and never feel sad and never, then that's like a red flag. I would be like, okay, but hang on a second. So they're telling me to manifest my dreams. I need to be happy all the time and I need to be positive. That's actually what I heard for so long when I first got into manifestation. And it definitely was a part of my journey. And I think everybody goes through that. But at some point you realize that it's not feasible. You realize that you can't be happy all the time. So you need to look for a model for manifestation that honors both emotions, like the negative side and the positive side. So I only consume content from now that really honors how there is both sides. There is positive emotions and negative emotions and negative emotions aren't just for contrast. It's not just to be like, Oh yeah. It's so that we know the difference between happy and sad. There's also a reason why we go through them. And often it's because we need to learn a lesson so that we can handle what our manifestation is going to bring to us once we receive it. Otherwise we're going to squander it or we're going to actually sabotage it. So with your point A that I would really focus on is making sure that you're listening to resources that honor both sides, that are dualistic and that really um, share, I guess, the truth and the balance in that. I love that so much. And even with myself, when I'm finding those resources, I still like look through it through my own lens and see what do I resonate with and what yeah. do I not? Cause you're not going to resonate with like every single thing and you need to like create your own point of view as well. So I think it's yeah. so important. Okay. So what is your daily manifestation practice? I'd love to know when you're going through your day, like what is your routine like? 
Yeah. So it starts in the morning. I would say that I begin with waking up and just getting straight into meditation. And so I do two types of meditation. There's one where I'm magnetizing my desires towards me and there's one where I'm creating a quality of mind. So where I'm trying to magnetize my desires towards me, that's when I do a 15 to 20 minute meditation and I'm just feeling the gratitude as if what I desire to call in has already happened. And in that moment, I'm allowing myself to shift into a new, um, a new feeling in my body, because obviously you're going to feel like a different person. You have to become a different person in order to achieve that. So I let myself go there and I allow my body to create the hormones and the neurochemicals so that I'm already feeling that way. And in that moment, I kind of like to think of it as, as though my energy is calling in those desires. And then I also do a meditation where I'm just creating a state of mind. So I'm just quietening thoughts, allowing myself to not be run by the rabbit hole of thoughts that's happening in my life so and then journal practice and in my journal practice I really hone in on two different things the first one is uh, shifting limiting beliefs so anything that's stopping me from thinking that I can have what I desire I plan to reprogram that so if it is that I don't feel like I'm allowed to ask for money or I don't feel worthy of x amount of dollars or I feel like it's not working anything like that I want to switch over to a loving and expansive kind of energy and a loving kind of um, affirmation so if it is that I would be saying or if anyone is, has the thought of I feel like money isn't working for me and anything I do it's not working I would flip that over to saying to myself, I'm more than worthy and it's all adding up. Each action is getting me closer there. And the more that I shift into gratitude that I've already got it, the more that I'm going to receive it. I trust this process and I step into this version of me now. So something along those lines. And then I love to get into scripting. So in scripting, this is where I like to write everything that happens throughout the day or everything that needs to occur for me to manifest this specific desire. So if it is that you want to start manifesting $10,000 months, what needs to happen for you to manifest that? Is it that you've got into a really great discovery call with a client and then they ended up signing up with you? So you write it all as if it's happened in present or past tense. That's really important because then you're telling your mind it's already happened. You're shifting into the emotions that it already has happened. So that's just kind of like a quick run through, through the journal session. And then I apply the manifestation method. And this is KW's ultimate um, method that I have that includes all elements required for you to really make sure that you've got a really bolstered, solid, um, I guess, ritual for you to keep on calling in your desires. So I go through that um, and it's a beautiful worksheet that I fill in and then I get to work. So I start my day, I do a workout, etc. And then throughout the day, I'm being consistent. I'm not just saying, okay, I'm only manifesting in the morning because what you need to understand is that we are always manifesting. We never switch it off. It's like nobody can ever switch off gravity. Nobody can ever switch off the universal laws that help us create our lives. So you need to be consistent with shifting into that gratitude throughout the day. It can't just be like a one and done thing in the morning and then forget. So that's a little, in a nutshell, essentially what I'm constantly doing, but I'm also making the effort to step into that next level version of me, making sure that when I'm making decisions, I'm making it from what that best version of me would be doing. I love that so much. And the fact that you said that it's not just like the 10 minutes in the morning, because it's like, how can you just manifest the 10 minutes exactly. in the morning? 
Exactly. And <laughs> with everything you're doing, right, it's mostly about the energy, shifting your energy into that next level version of you rather than just the technique itself. It, yeah, it's both. So there's obviously the mind and there's also your how you feel. And so I think that a lot of people are really good at doing the mind stuff because that's what we're listening to. It's what we're shifting. But what people often forget is the feeling. And I think that if you're not letting yourself go to that vulnerable feeling where you're like, oh my gosh, it happened. I manifested a $10,000 a month. Or if you're not allowing yourself to feel that way, um, you're not allowing yourself to be congruent between your thoughts and your feelings. So you need that alignment in order to be a clear channel to receive. Yes, I love that. So yeah, you were talking a little bit about limiting beliefs and we know that obviously positive thinking isn't just the key to manifestation. So how do you personally deal with what people call negative emotions, which I don't even like the words like negative and positive Um, and like bad days? Exactly. And I agree with you. I, I, I think it's really important we do kind of say just for people when they first get into this stuff, they're going to know what we mean when we say negative emotions and positive emotions. But ultimately, there is no scale or like ladder of, of one emotion is better than the other. Overall, emotions just take you out of the ultimate goal, which is love and gratitude. That's the highest vibration of all. And, and love in my own eyes is not the same as joy because joy is transient. You know, joy disappears after a while and it, it doesn't, it's, it's conditional. Whereas love is unconditional. So for me, when I feel a negative emotion, I don't reject it. And I don't say, Oh, I'm repelling my manifestation. That is a myth. <laughs> when, when you hear the words like, Oh, you know, if I'm in a negative state, I'm repelling my manifestation my manifestation, you're using a model based on joy. And that's only using half of when you're living because you're only joyful half of the time and you're probably going to be negative half of the other time. If you see it as like you're a more positive person, that's just your perception that you are a more positive person. But if you really got down to what you felt on a daily basis, most humans have equal happy equals sad because the universe always honors balance, right? It always, we can see that there's always balance happening, even with atoms. If you look at subatomic waves and particles, um, electrons have negative phases and positive phases. So even at the most fundamental level, the universe honors positive and negative. So when I'm in a negative state, I'm thinking to myself, okay, there's something to learn here and I need to go through this in order to be able to handle my manifestation. So in that moment, I'm always asking myself, okay, the faster that I can kind of move through this refractory period and honor this feeling, the the faster I'm going to get back to love, which is the magnetizing um, emotion because we as humans, we express it as gratitude and that's the magnetizing emotion for manifestation. So I'll ask myself, okay, number one, what do I feel like I'm being triggered by? And it could be that I feel triggered that Um, you know, for instance, uh, that something's happening in the business or something's happening with my health or something's happening with my relationship. So I'm going to go into there and I'm going to start to dissect what's happening. And I'm going to look at myself as if I'm looking in the mirror and just start to ask myself, okay, what about me? Am I rejecting? Is it that I feel triggered that I'm judging myself? Or do I feel triggered that someone treated me this way? And I don't like how I do that to myself. So I'm looking at all those things. And then I start to shift it to what 
what trait do I need to gain in order to overcome this kind of trigger? And it might be that I need to become more responsible. It might be that I need to become more organized. It might be that I need to be more loving. I'm going to look at what that trait is and then I'm going to start to embody it. And as soon as I start to embody that trait, shifts start to occur. And, you know, this is also when you need to honor that emotion. If you feel like you need to cry, cry. If you feel like you need to, um, you know, just go for a run and, and just release that energy, do that. But don't let yourself stay how you are and perpetuate that emotion because it just means that you're cause you're letting things happen to you rather than causing your reality and you want to be in charge of that you want to take responsibility for that so in a nutshell um, that's essentially what i would be doing and making sure that you're coming back to love and gratitude that is so great and i agree with so much of what you said there just like not trying to push away your negative emotions because it's like they're still there under the surface exactly so, yeah. yes <laughs> So you have like grown your business so quickly at such young age and it's just been incredible like watching your whole journey as well. It's honestly been such an inspiration for me. I would love to know how do you incorporate manifestation into your business and what business tips would you give? Yeah. So first of all, thank you so much because that means a lot just to even hear that. Um, but I would say incorporating manifestation into business, it gets to be a really, I see it as a really fun project. So you could see this as like, oh, I got to use manifestation in my business. But I get so excited because it's almost like I'm using this kind of superpower to see how I can get extraordinary results. And something that I always remind myself is that when I intentionally manifest things, I don't just get average results, I get extraordinary results. And so the way that I use it is I'm looking at all of the metrics that usually occur in business. So there's your audience growth, there's your um, financial income, there's also the impact you have on the world. I think the main thing you need to know is that if you own a business and you're trying to use manifestation to help it, you can't just look at it from one view, which is like what everyone goes to is the financial point of view. You need to look at also the impact you're having on people who aren't paying you. You need to have a look at how your brand is. Is it in full alignment with you? So I, I look at all those different parts and then I'm always asking myself how how can I create really expansive and um, extraordinary kind of movement and momentum in this area? So once, I'll, once I segment it all down, then I'm going to hone in on one area and then I ask myself, what's the desire? What's the result I desire to have? Is it that I desire to double my income this month? Is it that I desire to change my brand to align with a whole new version of me? Is it that I desire to finally write a book and get my word out there? Or is it that I desire to have more of a higher impact on fewer people with one-on-one -on -one coaching? So I, I really ask myself that. And then from I break it down into how I would feel if I've already had that thing. And then I apply the manifestation method to it. So obviously there's all those different aspects in the, in the method that are really important. But ultimately what I would say to people who want to just do that even now is start to truly um, write down the, the five top action steps that are actually going to get you there because not enough people talk about action and I'm very action oriented um, in combination with all the energy stuff. So you want a good strategy and you want good actions 
the top five priority actions that are going to help you get there. So once I write that down, I then make that like scheduled in my calendar. So I know I'm going to do that. And then each time I'm taking action on these things, I am not just thinking that the, the, result of this action is going to end when I stop working. I'm going to think that a miracle is going to happen. And I'm going to think that the universe is amplifying those results. So then when I go into uh, or create that podcast, or then when I create that free challenge, I know that it's not just because I've put it out there that people are going to do it because I'm vibrating from a place of gratitude and love. I'm going to attract even more people than if I wasn't making that intention. So that's how I would break it down. If you want to apply it to your business, you've got to break it down into little chunks. And then from there, know that with the intention and with your feelings and with your strategies and your actions, you're going to collapse time and get really incredible results. Yeah. I love that part of the action. Cause I feel like, yeah, pe- people think like manifestation is like wishful <laughs> thinking, but you actually have to yeah. put in the work. You do. Exactly. And I think that that's what the secret really liked. Like we both know the secrets really superficial mm-hmm. and they were talking about how all you do is you close your eyes and you visualize the necklace around yourself or you visualize yourself in the car, but they really did a disservice to people because they didn't, they didn't tell any like tell about the action part. And that's so important. If I was to um, break down my vision board that I completely manifested every single thing on there, the puppy, the dream apartment, the Tesla, the, the money, the income, the travel, every single thing had so much action put towards it. But I magnified the action by using the energy side and um, harnessing the power of the universe. Yeah. So also when it comes to action, like how do you personally know what type of action to take? Cause there's so many and people talk about the path yes. of least resistance and also like intuitive downloads and all of that. Are mm. you very connected to like those kind of messages from the universe? I would say that, yes, I'm very intuitive with my business because I, I always say that the heart leads you to the path of least resistance. And if you are brave enough and courageous enough to listen to your heart on what you're, what you're supposed to do, what you feel called to do, you're going to collapse time faster. So for me, when I'm chunking it down and I'm like, okay, let's go towards this monetary goal or let's go towards this, um, like this impact goal or this, uh, many people or whatever. I'm always thinking to myself, okay, I tune into my heart and I kind of see it as layers. So there's like an initial layer in the, it's like, um, I was going to even say like the ozone layer of the atmosphere around the earth, but it's just, it's just, I see layers. The first layer is going to be when I, think I should do. And often there's a lot of junk in this layer. There's like stuff I've heard from a podcast, there's stuff I've consumed from uh, an ad that I scrolled past. And I have to look past that because that's just all noise. So once I quieten down that noise and meditation really helps to do that, then I reach a second layer. And this is the layer where it's just Kimberly knowing what she should do. And, and from here, I tune into my heart and something that can really help as well is just literally placing your hands on your chest and feeling into that. And then as I do that, I'm thinking to myself, but if I didn't hear anything, if I didn't hear about all the stuff that I should be doing, what would my heart be telling me to do? And in that moment, I'll get this little inkling. It's almost like I'm drawing out this idea from my heart space. And it might say, do this free challenge or create this funnel or do this or, or you know, step into this new version of you or talk about this on the podcast. And, and so from there, I ignore everything else and I just 
focus, laser focus on that one thing. So does that help? Yes. I love that so much. And it's so true. Like that quote you said about like your heart always leads you to the path of least resistance. I feel like it really does. Yes. 100%. And the the worst thing is that often when we listen to it, it's the scariest thing to do. It's, and it's not always going to be, um, you know, like just do, there's also going to be things that where you have skin in the game, like investing yeah. in yourself or, or it's like illogical. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or it's so illogical. Like sometimes I've woken up at 3am and I'm like, oh, okay, I want to do this. So I'll just like put it down on my notepad next to me and then I'll, I'll do it the next day. But it's, it just doesn't, it doesn't really make sense sometimes. Like it might be that I remember somebody messaged me about wanting to coach with me. And then I'm the one who's like, oh my gosh, I should DM them back or, or cause I've forgotten, you know, like it doesn't make sense at a high level for I guess a business generating certain amounts of money. Like for, I think sometimes we get into this mindset that the, the more experience you get, the more successful you get, you kind of like don't do lower level activities anymore. But I bust through those beliefs and I just do whatever my heart says. Yes. Also, do you have any like spiritual tools you use apart from your journal to kind of enhance your manifestation practice? If I am completely honest, I use, I used to use crystals a lot more, but not not specific tool. Do you mean like spiritual rituals or um, like yeah, like a pendulum or oracle cards? I don't know, like anything. Yeah. So not not really as mu- as much anymore. I did do like a funny reel on my Instagram story. Yeah, because I, I saw had... that. Did you see it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the story of the pendulum is basically for anyone who doesn't know, it's this crystal on the end of a chain. And whether you, when you think yes or no, and you would know this really well because you study kinesiology, right? Yeah. So um, when you think a certain thing, you have micro muscle movements and, and basically it's going to move in a certain way. And when you think no, it's going to move a different way. So for me personally, it moves like back and forth when I think of yes, but it moves around in an anti-clockwise circle when I think of no. And I used to use it when I was making decisions like, do I launch this or do I launch that? But then I became obsessive because I was like, do I have pizza or pasta? And, and do I open the fridge now or do I open it? Like, like it just got too much. <laughs> and then I realized that you don't necessarily need a pendulum. You can just ask your heart and your heart mm. will know. So I don't use the, those tools as much anymore. I probably, I used them as kind of like training wheels. And then now I just like, I love to use crystals around me just to amplify certain energies. My favorite ones are Puffalite because it just helps to supercharge my energy and protect have my fun, energy. like right in front of me right oh now. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so cool. Don't you love, I think it's this, it's the most underrated. I think it's become a lot popular now, but it was mm. very underrated previously. So yeah, but apart from that, I really stick to, um, yeah, just the processes, the method, journaling, because you don't need it to be complicated. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I always tell people like at the end of the day, as long as you have a mind, like you can manifest, it doesn't matter where you're from Mm -hmm. or your background is or your circumstances. It's like so cool because you know, you don't really need anything but yourself. Exactly. (laughs) So I would love to know some kind of money manifesting tips because I feel like this is a big one. Everyone's always wondering, how can I manifest more money? And you seem to have, you know, done this so incredibly. You've like, you know, exponentially increased your income and you bought a Tesla. So what would you say, like, what would you do to manifest more money? 
I would say that if, if somebody's looking to manifest money right now, there's, so there's the energetic part, but there's also the strategy. And the first thing I would tell them is, and I wish I knew this like early, early in my journey is that money is a result of value, not your effort. So not your time, not how much hours you put in. So that's why people who have uh, followings and then they launch an ebook and they suddenly have like a huge launch. That's why it works because it's not, they might have, you know, used 50 hours to create that ebook, but overall, if they're having like a, like a five figure launch or whatever, or a six figure launch, then it's because of the value that they're providing to multiple people across the world. So for you, the number one thing that I would ask like to yourself is just saying, how many people am I impacting and how much value am I giving? So for people who are when I, like, I used to work at a, a restaurant job. And so I would only be impacting one or two people like each or, or like maybe say like 14 people at a really tiny level, like giving them the food. And, and when you think of that, that's not a ton of value. So of course I was only paid $10 an hour, but when I was tutoring and I was teaching kids on a one-on-one basis, how to ace their trig test or how to play, um, you know, Mozart beautifully on the violin, that's a higher value for them. So of course I was then paid 25 to $40 an hour. Then as I transitioned to being a Mentor. I was having a larger impact on more people because I entered the online space. People have access to my free content a lot easier. And from there, then I'm providing a lot more value to many more people and I'm going to be paid more. And so there's a universal law where what you give, you receive. And when you give a lot of value to more people, you're going to receive more money in return. And so I used to be in this mindset where I was like, okay, well, I, I don't want to look at that law though, because I'm, I'm safe just being employed by someone. But as long as you are going to be just employed by someone, you, you're not tapping into, I guess, your full capabilities of the value that you could be giving to the world. So that's why for me at some point I was like, let me start a blog. Let me start something online. Let me start a podcast. And, and it's so common these days, like nearly everybody has something where they're offering something into the online space. So I would say, ask yourself, how can you provide more value? How can you, um, share that with more people and then ultimately create a goal. So if it is that you want to manifest, I remember the first goal that I ever set um, was, well, it was actually just to manifest money overall. So you could do this. You could just say, dear universe, please show me this is real. Let me manifest any amount of money over the next 48 hours. And when I first did this, I remember walking to the train to uni and I saw $15 on the ground. And I thought that's so weird because usually you would find like a dollar, like 50 cents, but it was a $5 note and a $10 note. So that really stuck out to me. So I was like, okay, there's something more about this. And then when I first began my business, I remember my first goal I said for my first year while studying full time and running the business as a side hustle, I was like, it would be so cool if I could manifest $50,000. And I created a whole strategy plan on how that could happen. And, and, and just like how many people I would need to buy my ebook, how many people I would need to coach and all those things. And I remember looking at this and thinking, oh my God, there's no way it's going to happen because that's too many people. But I kept it top of mind and I kept breaking it down into my high priorities and, and taking those actions. And before I knew it, at the end of the year, I had tripled my goal, more than tripled my goal. So 
it was, I think it's so important just to start off with a baby step, just start off with saying to your universe, like, let me manifest a random amount of money. And that can come to you in so many different ways. It could come to you through a tax refund. It could come to you through, um, you know, you were about to buy something and then they gave you a random amount of money off, or it could be that you literally pick it off the ground or you can manifest a client. So there's so many different ways it can come to you, but just start playing around with it um, and see how you go. Yes. And I think it's so important to like set your eyes on the goal and let go of the how, because there are literally so many ways that money can come to you. And recently I've been doing a lot of like money work and I've been receiving all these, like, as you said, like refunds and like tax stuff. And it's just like coming out of like places that I would have never even thought about. Exactly. So good. Yeah. So you also talked about, you know, that universal law of the value that you give is equivalent to, you know, the more money you can make. Do you have a favorite universal law? Because I know there are 12 out there, including um, the law of attraction when it comes to manifestation. Do you have like one that you really love? I would say my favorite one is, this is probably so random, but it's the, it's the law of conservation of energy. I love that law because it really just reminds us that when, wherever you are in life, there is perfection because, okay. So what it means is energy is always conserved. So that means that in, in your future, when you've got all of the things that you desire, they're just in the form that you want. But even now there's energy is conserved. Like all of that joy, all of that excitement, all of that love and gratitude is still present in your current reality. So it's not like you're going to have more in the future per se. It's, it's more that it's going to be in the way that you desire to, for it to show up. So I love this law because it, it just, it makes us feel like, holy crap, you know, I'm not lacking anything right now. If it is that you wish that you had a soulmate um, and you're seeking certain traits in that soulmate, the chances are that you've got all of the, the traits that you want in that soulmate just in different people. And it's the same thing. If you want abundance monetarily, you've probably got abundance in other areas of your life. So this law really just shows to us that no matter where you are, the universe is supporting you in full quantum love. And it's just about understanding that your, your job is to work on your inner condition, to work on yourself so that the things that you desire start to come through in how you want to see them. Does that kind of make sense? (laughs) Yeah. And you're kind of talking about like, do you mean like you're transmuting the energy, right? From like one form to the other. And so how would you go about doing that? Like intentionally? So this is a great question. Sometimes it happens unintentionally. Like for instance, I've been through uh, friendships and also losing friendships over the last couple of years. I mean, we all do. And I just remember I was speaking to my coach, um, Mitch, he's from MJB seminars. And I was talking to him about how frustrated I was in that moment for feeling like I'd lost some friends. And then I, then I was like, hang on a second. I was like law of conservation of energy. And then I said, I, I literally just put down a deposit for my puppy. And then he's like, I bet you that the puppy was born the time that this friendship started to crumble. And lo and behold, I went back to the chat that I had with certain people. And literally it was around the time he was born. And I was like, that's crazy. Oh so, my goodness. Yeah, it's crazy, right? And and he's like my best fairy companion now. And it's just so funny, you, you know, anyways. So that's when it can happen unintentionally. So your but puppy s- replaced your friend, right? 
Well, in, in ways it replaced certain kind of aspects. So like he's loyal to me, you know, like loyalty, it moved from a person to a, to this, to my beautiful puppy blue mm. um, and, and stuff like support and excitement reflecting my energy. I see so much of that in him now. Does that, yeah. does that make sense? <laughs> but yeah, when we want to do it intentionally, this is the game. This is the manifestation game. And this is where it's about, I think, releasing the fears of, of why it's shown up in that way. So for example, if you say you want more money or yeah, say you want more money, you've got to release the resistance that you have to money because the only reason why abundance is showing up in other areas, that's not money is because you're protecting yourself and you don't want for yourself to have those bad things that your mind is telling you you're going to have when you have it. So what I mean by this is if you've told yourself, Wealthy people are evil. Wealthy people are snobby. They're mean, which I used to think all these thoughts. Then, of course, you're not going to actually let yourself be a wealthy person. So, when you want to make it come through in the way that you want to see it, you need to release those fears uh, or like those, um, the resistance that's stopping you from having that. And, and a lot of people would see this as well for, um, you know, like even at their next level of business, there's more responsibility that you need. There is uh, more people you need to hire. Maybe you've had a bad experience with hiring a VA, so you're, you don't want to do it again, but you need to release all of those fears. So I would say that if you want to transmute it, you need to, you need to start looking at why you're holding it away from that specific, uh, like design of how you want that energy, energy to come through. Yeah. And I feel like so many of us, like don't realize how many beliefs we have and how many of us are like born into these beliefs, especially when we've been told them like our whole life, like, oh, we can't afford this or like we'll always be living paycheck to paycheck. And that like defines your whole life until you decide to shift it. Exactly. And I think sometimes we forget we can change it and and we forget and we don't realize that we create our realities. And it's just about realizing that what if I just try this for a week? You know, you've got nothing to lose. What if you just try it, try it out, see how your life shifts. And almost immediately, if you listen to this stuff and you just apply it, you will see shifts. Like it's guaranteed if you really do try to shift things for you. Yeah. So I would love to know, what are you currently manifesting? So this is something where I say to people, when you've got certain goals, it's important that you share it with with certain people in a way where you feel that it's safe. So there's some things that I will share and there's some things that I don't, don't share because I want that just to be for me right now. But one thing that I am manifesting is um, finishing my manuscript for my book and getting and finishing the manuscript before the end of this year. That is something that I would absolutely love. Also, uh, at some point, it'd be cool to move to beside the beach. I just haven't felt called to move there, whether it's because of location or um, family up until now, but that's definitely something that I love, love, love. But those would be the top two things that I would think of. And obviously, having a, a, like a global even more impact around the world would be incredible. That is so awesome. I can't wait for your book. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Yeah, I'm so excited to hear that because, yeah, it's it's something that I've been working on for three years now and it's changed. It's gone through its own journey, of course. Like I, I actually tried to write it when I was in the positive mindset thing and then I realized I'm 
it because I would have realized that it just would have been not the full answer. And my mission in KW is to give the most fundamental and the most empirical, truthful answer that I can for manifestation. All right. So what would be the one manifestation tip you would give to kind of leave with our audience today? I know you've touched upon a lot of things, but if you could just kind of give one thing. Ooh, okay. So if it was one thing, I would say even just ask for a sign from the universe because this is, it's low risk. Nothing really bad can happen. Um, The way that I did it was I just said, dear universe, what's my sign? And the first thing that came to my head was the Dalmatian. And, And you don't have to ask the universe. You can just decide because you create your reality. So you can just choose a flower or you can choose whatever you want. Um, but don't freak out if it doesn't come. It, it took me three weeks to see mine. And I always get messages on Instagram. Like I haven't got my sign yet. What did I do wrong? Don't freak <laughs> out. Just like, just, it's just an experiment. So just let it go. Um, and then why this is so beautiful, I feel is because then you realize that you are supported. There is a higher power greater than you that you can call upon for support when you're trying to manifest your dream life. So that would be, that would be the number one thing that I would say. Yeah, me too. Always starting with something small to kind of give it a go and like get that feeling of I actually consciously created that. I'd like never go over that feeling. I know when you see it, it's like, whoa, holy crap. (laughs) This stuff works. Yeah. So I know you're always launching something. You've got so many incredible programs out there. Do you have any like courses or challenges that you would love to share with my listeners? Absolutely. So if you're looking for some free, um, juicy goodness, then I would just head over to my podcast. That's called the Kimberly When Your Podcast. We've got over 200 episodes over there for you to binge on. We've also, uh, we also frequently run some challenges. So if you want to find out what that next challenge is that we're doing or currently doing, just head over to my Instagram. It's just at Kimberly Wenya. And then if there was one thing that like one course that someone's wanting to do and they're like, I just want to know everything about manifestation. Where do I begin? I would definitely say begin with manifestation, the basics. It is going to literally blow your mind on this whole like positive thinking thing and help you realize what's really actually needed for you to manifest your desires and collapse time. So yeah, those are all the three top things that I would go to if you really want to dive more into this stuff. Awesome, Kimberly. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast today. It was such a lovely chat. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. And yeah, I loved your questions. (laughs) Awesome. Well, bye, guys. We will see you in the next episode.